Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to Coast to Coast. Professor Slim King with us as we talk about the life of Harry Houdini. We'll also talk about magic very shortly as well. Professor, back to the curse. You were talking about the Marjorie and Houdini. And explain a little bit more about who Marjorie was. Okay, uh, Marjorie's real name is uh, Mina Crandon. And she was a socialite in Boston. She was married to a doctor. And uh, they had kind of a mysterious life. She uh, was said to be really, really a sensuous lady. Uh, all the pictures I see, she looks pretty average, but everybody who met her uh, thought she was just devastatingly beautiful. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, and uh, it had probably had something to do with the way that she did her seances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mina was the they called her Marjorie, and she was the witch of Lime Street. Sometimes they called her the blonde witch of Boston. And was and, it a compliment in those days to call somebody a witch? I think so. I think if you were <laughs> <medium>. <laughs> I think they uh, they got a big kick out of it because I uh, it was a a lot of people during that time period during the spiritualist movement. Um, a lot of people were having family circles. There were all kinds of people that were Catholics or Baptists or whatever on their on their Sunday afternoon or a Saturday. They would all get together in the middle of the day and hold hands, and somebody would go into a trance, and they would try to contact their deceased relatives. It was uh, common back in the twenties. Okay, but this this curse now, right? So uh, Harry goes, and he's going to check out Mina Crandon. He's going to go to Boston, and they line up about six seances that he's going to attend. Now, the Scientific American has a $2,500 purse for anybody that can prove that they are a real medium or anything paranormal. And kind of like the JREF, the James Randi Educational Foundation, had a million-dollar one here. Which they never had to give out. Right. They never had to give it out, but I don't think they actually let anybody who could actually win participate. <laughs> um, well, they so, won't like you for that one. Yeah. Uh, well, they can they can dislike me all they want. I don't think they played fair. And they finally shut it down, and they're just giving the money to whoever they want. Uh, that is interesting that they were taking in about $1.5 million a year, talking about a million-dollar <laughs> contest. So they were coming out way ahead. So uh, anyway, the... Uh, the scientific American has the same kind of thing going on. So they're always going to Marjorie's seances. So they set this up with six of these, and Houdini goes up. But he doesn't send um, Rose Mackenberg. That's the agent that he usually sends ahead. What he does is he builds a box. It kind of looks like a sauna. He builds his box, and he has um, James Collins build it for him. And... He builds all of uh, Houdini's props, and it's it's designed so that only Mina's head and her hands can stick out. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. So she can't get at anything. So Houdini's going to make sure that she can't 
produce any trickery. So they uh, do one seance, and everything goes according to plan, and uh, they have what they call a bell box. It's a little a bell inside of a box, and if they push on the lid, the, the bell will ring. And they always put the box outside of the reach of Mina. Uh, and in this particular instance, they put it between Houdini's legs. So there's no way anyone could get at it. Well, in the first seance, the bell rings. So the second seance, he brings in the box, and he puts her in the box. He's going to stop it, mm-hmm. right? And they put that, and the second seance, the bell rings. So now he's baffled. So now he's got a fixer. And remember what we talked about before, about there's always an out. You have to, he has to fix Marjorie because, Marjorie because he's actually already written a book about her, how he's, you know, exposed her. Yeah. So he's got this book he's going to put out, so he has to expose her. So she comes in, uh, everybody gets around the seance, and, of course, Marjorie has a spirit guide, and his name is Walter, and it's Marjorie's brother. So Walter, she goes into a trance, and Walter comes out and just starts cussing and swearing and cursing at Houdini. And he says, why did you put this foul thing in here? Why are you doing this? Why did you do this? I'm cursing you. And this is a, this is a, and this is a spirit saying this, right? This is the spirit saying it through Marjorie. And the spirit Walter puts a death curse because inside the box is a ruler, one of those rulers that folds up into three pieces. Yeah. Is one of those old kinds. Yeah. And it's inside the box. The only people that had access to the box was Houdini. Wow. And uh, James Collins. How soon was the curse, uh, Professor, and then Houdini ended up dying? Well, the cur- he cursed him, and some people say that he said, you'll die in a year. Uh, that's, uh, you know, people debate about that. But he died in two years. He was totally dead. This big, strong man died in two years after being cursed by Walter. Wow. Did it scare him? Well, actually, Houdini used it in his advertising. You can see there are Houdini ads all over the place where Houdini advertised that He's under the curse of the spiritual. Could, could die at any moment. Yeah, and it really helped him, you know, kind of, in a way. But then you get this concept of the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That they have prophesied that he's going to die. So later, when Houdini gets sick, maybe this is in the back of his mind. And so he doesn't go to the doctor. Because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to, he doesn't want to prove them right. He doesn't want to show that he's getting sick or that something's happened. And that's kind of my viewpoint of maybe what happened, why he didn't go when he first started getting sick. And Arthur Ford, what happened to him eventually? Arthur Ford, Arthur Ford toured the world after he gave this. Uh, Did he outlive Houdini? He outlived. Uh, he lived until seventy-one. Oh wow. Okay. Arthur Ford lived a fantastic life. Um, so after uh, Houdini uh, tries to frame up Marjorie, um, he puts out this book. He actually fails, but he says he does it, and he's got these photos of Marjorie's legs under the table, mm-hmm. 
and then he had some drawings made where her leg is reaching around his leg. So he makes some drawings and puts them in the book where the photo is not anything like the drawing. Ah, a, a, little, so, a little trickery by Houdini? Yes, so Houdini once again is doing this. And um, there was a guy named Walter B. Gibson, and he is probably one of, if not the number one, uh, expert on Houdini. He worked with Houdini, he worked with Dunninger, and then he worked with Kreskin. And he makes this statement. There's a, uh, a bombshell in, in the interviewed Kreskin, and uh, he gives this quote by Gibson. It says, When will magicians realize that Houdini was often as dishonest as the mediums he purported to expose? Wow. That's pretty so, heavy. That is heavy coming from the number one guy. So he knew that they were putting um, James Collins in there and that uh, that Rose Mackenberg was going ahead and, and they were setting them up so he would have a great show. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.